USN game day eve for arguably the biggest men's sporting contest in the last calendar year. 14th ranked BYU men's hoops at Utah. How confident are you heading into tomorrow's rivalry game? Plus, BYU point guard Dallin Hall joins us live to preview the BYU-Utah matchup, explain the 8-0 start, and being number one in the net. Jeff Grimes going to Kansas as the offensive coordinator, so what's next for the offensive line coach position? And the newest Deep Blue features how True Blue hero Cash Cottle used his love of sports to help see him through surgeries and treatment. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, December 8th. I am Spencer Linton. He is Cosmo's personal strength trainer, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I've been working with him in the offseason, and we have a picture of kind of what, um, you know, some of the hard work has, has oh, wrought yeah. here. Yeah. Jay ha uh, Hawk Lasso uh, putting out this AI photo. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's Swoopito, um, you know. D doing his best, but Cosmo looking jacked ahead of the game at Utah tomorrow. Jayhawk Lasso revealed yesterday that uh, they've been sick this week. They've been feeling under the weather, so they said they couldn't adequately participate in the hate for Utah, along with BYU fans. <laughs> said, said they hope that they can get restored to health so that they can adequately put forth the uh, appropriate amount of disdain for Utah. I thought that was hilarious. I don't feel like BYU fans are hating on Utah this week too much. <laughs> no. Just expected to go up there and win, certainly, but uh, like a tiny bit nervous just because, hey, it's a rivalry game, you never know. BYU took a very good team up there a couple years ago and lost, yep. uh, you know, and so you got to go up there and actually show up. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go up there and uh, watch the game in person, which will be fun. You'd be there with me, but you got women's hoops got women's against Boise State. So, yeah, it should be, uh, should be a good time. It's all like. Well, hey, enjoy the sellout crowd for the first time at the Huntsman Center in uh, who knows how long for a basketball game. For gymnastics, different story. Crush it with the Red Rocks. Like, they're, they're amazing, yeah. Which, which we haven't thought about this. Uh, Utah and BYU will be in the same gymnastics conference for the first time in forever Wild. as well yep. next year. Yes. So that'll be that'll be awesome, man. Yeah, Utah walks in as the Big 12 favorite there for sure. Well, that, that unlike football, that is reality. <laughs> like, like that we agree on. Football, it's like, well, there's a lot of good teams in here. Like, and Jayhawk Lasso will double stamp what you just said. Yeah, we'll, we'll tip the cap on gymnastics. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Thrown away by Saunders. It's ahead to Robinson. Oh! Left open for three. Got it! Waterman on the block. Now, oh my goodness. Everything's going down now. BYU basketball, number 14 in the country at Utah tomorrow night at the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City. Ken Pong gives BYU a 65% chance to win. ESPN's Basketball Power Index, unlike earlier this week when BYU was an underdog, now has BYU with a 56% chance to beat the Utes. So with those two numbers in mind, and we'll discuss some more, Jerem, how confident are you that BYU is going to go on the road in their only true non-conference road game, get it done to get to 9-0, and just maybe be flirting with the top 10 AP rankings? Yeah, very well could uh, have that on Monday, man. Uh, very confident. Uh, BYU's ready. They're playing great team basketball. Uh, there's not a super weakness on this team. They're also not dependent on any one person. So, like, if there was, you know, an issue, like Yoli Child's cramped up and that really affected BYU a couple years ago, there's not a situation like that on this team where sure. if one guy went down, you'd just you'd be toast. Uh, BYU's got a great team. They're 10 deep right now. Fus hurt, so it's nine deep. You feel confident when the, any of those guys come in and do something. 
couple of things that uh, stick out as you look at the tail of the tape. Obviously, Nat BYU is way up there, uh, plus five in the series all time, which is pretty incredible. It's tied a couple years ago. BYU's had a nice run here. And, and, and frankly, over the last kind of 10, 15 years, BYU's had the, gotten the better of the Utes. Um, 15 spots better on offensive efficiency, 68 pot, uh, spots better in defensive efficiency. A couple of things that Utah does well to keep in, my, uh, in mind. Um, and, and while you do, BYU is ranked in the top 50 in 30 different categories. It's about eight or so for the Utes. Offensive efficiency, 25th, effective field goal percentage, top 40 assists, uh, field goals, fouls a game, defensive rebounds, three-point shooting. Average height, number one, by the way, which is super random. Wow. Uh, average height of six foot six one. So there you go. Uh, BYU goes in, and, and, and Utah is going to have to slow down BYU, but no one has. No one has played a game within eight points of BYU this year. That includes San Diego State, NC State, Arizona State, and uh, previously top 100 Evansville. Which is just crazy. Utah, Utah is, uh, you know, top 50 in net, so this is a uh, uh, quad one game on the road. You've got to show up, though. You can't just assume you're going to shoot three well. You can't assume you'll be connected defensively. Brandon Carlson is, uh, you know, an issue at 17 and 6 a game. Yeah, and 30. I've had a few Utah buddies say, well, if Carlson doesn't play, then – Congratulations on the win. Well, it's if like, Cam Rising had played against BYU, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, we've heard this one before. Bush Traore is not available for BYU, so BYU's best big man also is not available to play. Yeah, well, then you need a similar performance from Keba Keita, uh, Keta, who played, uh, you know, well against Southern Utah. Whatever. You got to get it done. Uh, yeah, come on. Uh, Raleigh Worcester, good uh, d- distributor. He's top 25 in assist to turnover ratio, assist per game. Gabe Madsen shooting the three very well. There are people who are issues for BYU. But no one has been so big of an issue that BYU has lost. So I am very confident that BYU is going to go in there and, and win. And I hope convincingly, I don't really care about the margin in this one. Any quad one game, I just want to win. I don't care about whether it's by more than one point that much. The way BYU is playing, they've been dominating people. I wouldn't be surprised if BYU goes in there and wins convincingly. But I want a one-point win plus. I don't care how it happens. But I see it happening, and I'm excited to see it for BYU's one true road game yes. in non-conference. How much do you value, and this is for all of you to think about, how much do you value a road venue in college basketball? Because to me, generally speaking, college basketball home court advantage is the greatest advantage of any collegiate sport. Generally speaking, I know there are special venues like the Smithfield House for women's and men's volleyball at BYU. Sure, sure. I'm not saying this is like an overlying statement, but generally speaking, I feel like home court advantage in college basketball is the most significant. And I don't know how many BYU fans are going to show up at the Huntsman Center. There, Again, we talked about this earlier this week. There's been this idea that BYU fans have been taking advantage of cheaper tickets and finding a well, way into the Huntsman Center so that they can make it a pseudo 50-50 game. There's no way it'd be 50 <laughs> But, but like, a 25-75, you know how annoying BYU it is? BYU fans will be heard tomorrow. Yeah. That's going to You know happen. how annoying it is when the opponent comes into, like, your gym and, and makes some noise? That's what BYU does to a lot of people. Yes. And they're trying to do it again today. Like, Utah State and even UVU have done a nice job in the Marriott Center of coming in and making some noise, right? Um, and it's interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, I, I would say it's annoying as well. Like, I acknowledge that when BYU goes in, like, for the home crowd, it's annoying to have the opponent have that many tickets. Even Oklahoma, who was the best road crowd in football this year, they weren't even that loud. There were just more of them. It felt like there were a couple thousand as opposed to, like, a few hundred. 
from uh, most of the yeah, other teams. Yeah, there might have been five or 6,000 Oklahoma fans in the Villager Stadium. But that BYU many would have been high. On, yeah. BYU does that on the reg, regardless. Yeah, that's how they do. And it's not that they travel well. They just live there. So, <laughs> how much can BYU's crowd offset that true road environment? BYU will still have to play in front of Utah's student section. And spoke with Spencer Johnson earlier this week after the Evansville game, and he said... They're unlike any other road crowd. They are constant. It is, you know, expletive this, expletive that. You're the worst. They're up high and removed. Right? They're not, like, on you. They, like, he says the you, way that you it's set up, hear them. So how, it's not as good as a lot of other places. How does BYU handle that for the first time? This is the only time BYU is going to face this type of road environment in non-conference play. And then you're at Baylor, and then you're playing Kansas. But I like it because it gets BYU ready for some certainly hostile environments that they will face in the Big 12. This is like a tough Big 12 road game. It is. It is. It it very much exemplifies that. It's not Kansas-Baylor-Houston level, but it's that kind of next year of sort of the emotion of a rivalry, being on the road. Utah's a good team, top 15 net, so yeah. How confident am I? Well, if Brandon Carlson plays – then I'm right down the middle. Like, if they played this game 10 times at Utah with these rosters and Carlson's available, who's Utah's best player, even without Foose, I still think BYU, because they can shoot and they defend and the energy's there, that, all of that stuff travels. It, it goes wherever you play. And it's not one guy, again. It's exactly. not three guys. BYU it's like so many six three-point shooters. BYU can still win five of those 10 games, even when Utah's at full strength. Now, if he doesn't play, then I'm, that goes up to like a 7 out of 10. I have a higher number even with Carlson. Really? I'm 7, 70, You're 30 7 out of 10 right with now. With Carlson. Without Carlson, I'm Woo. like 9, 90, 10. The road environment. There will be adversity. When Utah gets going, they hit a couple of big threes. If it gets close late in the second half it's going to get loud it's going to get weird and how does BYU handle that type of scenario I would love for BYU to be in a, in a situation where they're up 15 with eight minutes to go and it's like ugh. well BYU was up for the what, Utah fans. 18 or 19 and lost uh the last game up there right there was a huge lead and BYU lost it I, I witnessed one of those yeah I hope most of the adversity that BYU has is not getting the tip and then BYU just rolls, baby. I, like, I could see I, – I see a lot of scenarios. Most of them are that BYU rolls in this. But, again, it's one game. It's one basketball game. you got to show up. So, BYU – I believe BYU will show up. The secret sauce, the, the magic is that BYU has not undervalued anybody. They've taken everybody seriously, including Evansville. And now you go to Utah that has your attention. And, and – whether you're favored big or not, like you've got to go up there and win, and that would be a significant win. Because guess what? This is the last non-conference games between these two in any sport in uh, the foreseeable future. Uh, for men's hoops specifically, um, you're going to play in some other sports, right? But it's you're going to be conference foes. You're going to be uh, homies again. Think about everything that's on the line here. And I can't tell you how many I've, BYU fans I've heard say they just can't have the first loss be to Utah. Anybody but Utah. I'd take a loss to Wyoming at home no, over losing to Utah on the road as the first basketball loss. I get it. That's the rivalry coming into play for sure. <laughs> but think about what's on the line. Yeah. BYU could legitimately be a top 10 team yep. in the AP poll. Again, their number one net ranking is already in place. If they beat Utah, they'll, at worst, they'll be number two in the net rankings. Their Ken Palm's not going to get worse for winning on the road at Utah either. You would think. Well, it's about efficiency. Depends on how you play for sure. You would think it's not going to dip out of the top. It's just just a points per 100 points allowed per 100 net 
It has nothing. It, that's what it is. But BYU has a chance to be a top 10, to go undefeated in non-conference. This is the hurdle remaining, really, yeah. for BYU to think legitimately about being 13-0 and and going into Big 12 play after the new year and having Cincinnati come into what's going to be just mm. an unbelievable Marriott Center. It'll be unbelievable regardless if BYU is undefeated or not, but if they're undefeated and they're a top 10 team and that's yeah. how they open up Big 12 play, holy cow. Like this is, That'd be awesome. This is a massive game. Like The rivalry element aside, BYU has so much to play for just for the trajectory of every game. Getting to Every Big 12 game. play unbeaten would be remarkable. Yeah. Given everything this team had to overcome and fight through and the adversity they had last year. Yeah. Which set up way lower expectations than what BYU has been putting on the floor. And we haven't had a football game between these two. So that yes, sort that, of that makes sort it of feel like, bigger too. Yeah, it feels bigger because of that. So hey, by the way, uh, Patrick Kieran is the newest apostle of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This just in. Wow. Uh, ordained yesterday. Boom. I, I thought they waited to uh, General Conference for that stuff, but here we are. Bang! Pattern hey, that's big news, too, in these parts. Pattern of efficiency. Let's go. Topic two. I guess topic three, if that was topic two. As mentioned yesterday, Jeff Grimes hired as the new offensive coordinator at Kansas. Jayhawk Lasso! What's uh, up with that? Uh, you still the Barringtons and you get, get... Anyway, what's next for BYU in the offensive line, tight end, coaching search, in your opinion? I just want BYU to find an accountability guy. Now, the route that BYU has typically taken is there will be some type of tie based on an in-state school or somebody that's been under a previous offensive coordinator, or sorry, uh, yeah, offensive line coach or offensive coordinator. Somebody knows like, somebody. There, there will be some type of tie. That's how BYU operates. And there are a few that fall into that category, right? I mean, Garrett 2J is the one that was at the top of the list for me after Jeff Grimes, but... I don't know that 2J, because he was part of the Bronco staff, if maybe that separates him from the Kalani staff. I don't know. But, like, it feels like there will be somebody like that. There will be a tie because BYU will go through the channels of what they know yeah. and what they feel comfortable with. It hurts, though, because I don't know if BYU can get somebody that will demand the respect and will drive that intimidation factor appropriately from coach into player like Jeff Grimes would have done on the offensive line. Surely he's not the game. only one no, capable of no, doing that. No, he's not. Though. But it, but within that channel of known commodities. Well, why does it always have to be a known commodity? It doesn't always have to be, but that's how BYU typically in, operates. In fact, yeah. But in fact, if you want to do the same stuff, keep doing the same stuff. So if you want to do something different, maybe you got to bring someone in that does something different. Um, so maybe that's where BYU goes in this. And I would love someone with, obviously, O-line experience to be the O-line coach. Duh. Yes, but, like, run game coordinator or, like, offensive coordination experience would be nice on that resume as well. And so we'll see who, who BYU brings in and what they can do. I, I know they've, they've uh, you know, have a couple other targets in mind. As, For sure. I mean, but, there are some guys out there. And we'll see how soon that is. I would like that to be sooner than later because you're trying to lock in guys from the portal. You're trying to reinforce with recruits, hey, who's the guy? That I'm signing with. If you're going on a mission, who knows? Like, who knows that who that guy will be if you're an offensive lineman yeah. when you come back and it's your second year or whatever, and you might play. But, uh, yeah, not super worried about it. Excited to see who it is. Would love to get those two guys, O-line and tight end, in the next week or two. BYU needs to move because the longer they wait in this game with recruiting and signing day right around the corner, the more difficult it makes it for 
you to lock dudes in. Like, if you're trying to lock down a four-star tight end, and again, this who is, is my coach. situation. Who the heck is my coach? Who am I playing for? Who am I hanging out with every Yes, day? like, that matters. If you're yeah. trying to get a big-time offensive lineman, who the heck's going to coach me? I yeah. don't know how I feel about going Got to hustle. You. Now that Grimes is out, lock that in soon. Yeah, like, what ne- do you do? Next couple days, hopefully. I know yeah. that Ryan Pugh is a popular candidate because of what he did at BYU with Jeff Grimes. He's sure. the Grimes lineage. Yeah. Uh, TJ Woods is a guy that uh, has BYU ties. He was at Utah State. Uh, he was under the Gary Anderson coaching tree there. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern was now. actually at UNLV. When he coached Aiden with Robbins. Aiden Robbins yes. as run game yes. coordinator. So and maybe, maybe ran, he ran for there. a thousand yards there. That's an interesting one, yeah. Okay. So a couple of other names to keep in mind, but I just want that accountability coach. Whether it's Coach Pugh, Coach Wood, somebody Coach Two J, give me an accountability coach on offense. Therefore deep voice. It's kind of because no one. It's kind of a prerequisite. No one's going to be accountable it's to kind people of a prerequisite. that That's, speak like this. It's true. As O lineman, our question of the day. It's just how it is. Back to BYU basketball. If the Cougars beat Utah tomorrow in Salt Lake, City can we say when? And start the season Central, right? nine and zero. Would that feel the void, Phil, as an F I L L, and feel fill the void of no bowl game for BYU football? <laughs> What is it? The healing ball. Wait, what? You need just that to be win. Okay, to get to nine and zero after beating Utah, because really we're we're kind of saying, well, what if BYU goes thirteen and zero after beating Utah too? Like, there's all that element there. Would it would it heal you and your football wounds? I'm gonna say my answer right now. Okay. An NCAA tournament win would take a. That's what it required for you to That's feel, what I want. feel better about no Maybe ball. just a berth in the NCAA tournament. Oh, but the way man. this team is playing, it's like, yeah. well, it's not just about getting there now. It's about winning. For me, it's an undefeated non-conference slate. Like, and Utah is the biggest remaining hurdle in that. I feel like if BYU beats Utah, they're going to be 13-0. And then I'm like... Now, wait a minute. You think BYU is going to be Georgia State, Bellarmine, Wyoming, and Denver? Indeed, I do. <laughs> going out on if a they limb. they beat Utah. I'm going out on a limb. That's great. Put on your blue goggles. <laughs> Adam Rupplinger on Facebook says, it definitely will fill the void for me. Okay. Beating Utah tomorrow will be extremely satisfying. Will be. I like that. Losing to Utah will be like losing out on the football bowl game twice. Oof. Well, that's a whole season versus one men's basketball game against Utah. Like, the, let's pull the card that the Validation Utah- at the end of the season, like in large part for football. Like, yeah, you're right. Because I don't feel validation. I just feel like, oh, we've crossed the minimum threshold of success here. Like, if you don't make it, it's very disappointing. If you make it, it's like, hey, we did the minimum thing of what a Well, then the bowl game doesn't okay really matter that much, so team. maybe the Utah game should matter. Like, is on par with it. That's Getting to a bowl me. game matters, me. but it's, a, it's more of a layup in, in terms of success in a season. Now, this season's certainly different. You're trying to figure it out in the Big 12. Why don't we do what Utah did? in uh, football and say, well, we got bigger fish to fry in league. We don't really care. <laughs> like, ah, oh, we beat Utah. Who cares? We have, way, we have like 18 other big games in the Big 12. Like, who cares about that one? Why don't we play that card? It, We're giving Utah a little too much respect here, I think. Maybe. It just matters more. Just because there's no, there was no football oh, game. Oh, we haven't played football in two run. years. <laughs> in two years. Yeah, listen. Listen, when we're playing Kansas and Houston and Baylor, we're not going to give anything about – Utah basketball game. But, but okay. when they're in the league next year. Well, yeah, then it changes. Then it changes. It's, it changes. And we saved your bacon uh, getting you in the league. Robert so, uh, Choate yeah. on Facebook. I mean the Big 12, but we. the Big 12. Answers. Beating the evil red team up north. 
It's <laughs> always a good thing, no matter the circumstance. It's true. We don't care what sport. We love it. Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram. BYU plays just a ho-hum, non-conference true road game tomorrow at Utah. BYU's ranked 14th and very good. Pre-game on BYU Radio tomorrow. I believe it's at 6 Eastern, because the game, I think, is at 7 Eastern. Right? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Up next, we meet with one half of the most efficient duo in men's basketball in the country. Oh, Dallin yeah, Hall joins us to discuss the matchup with the Utes, challenge of playing on the road for the first time, and being number one in the net. This is BYU Sports Nation. 20th best game on the schedule. Hall stops. Need this one. for three. Nifty from Dallas. Three gains. Yes! Hits the three! Dallas Hall! We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. It's game day E for BYU men's basketball as the 14th Vancouver's get set for their only true road contest in non-conference play at Utah. Joining us to preview the matchup is none other than a half of the most efficient duo in men's college basketball. Dallin Hall. Of course, Trevin Nell is the other half of that. Dallin, welcome to BYU Sports Nation on game day eve. What's up? What's up? This is the travel gear. They're headed up to Salt Lake today. You're looking fresh, man. Went with the comfy uh, travel gear, so we're excited. Never go wrong with the tech fleece from Nike for sure. Never. Uh, the, uh, the COVID era brought all of us more, more sweats, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> what's the schedule for your team as you head up to Salt Lake City, and, and what do you do today and tomorrow to get ready for just a massive opportunity against the Utes? Yeah, I love that word, opportunity, because that's what it is. Um, the schedule is we'll take off after practice today, um, you know, head down there, and then we'll have a shoot around tomorrow, get a feel for the gym, um, stay light and focused like we try and do. And then uh, when it's time to flip the switch, we'll come together, flip the switch, and be ready. Now, you have some good memories of the Huntsman Center, do you not? Or did, was it, yeah, 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 yeah. Walk us through that. You have good vibes there. Why do you stay have good tournament, vibes there? Right? Uh, yeah, caught a ring there, uh, senior year in high school with all my best but my guys back home. Um, and had a, a couple dunks, which hasn't been seen here at BYU yet. So, so you're waiting one of those out. to reveal those, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, a lot of great memories in that gym. Obviously, uh, it's going to be a great environment. Uh, our fans travel well. They have some fans, and so it's going to be an exciting game. Okay, it's the one true road game. We've been talking about like, kind of that role in non-conference certainly is interesting. There's no football game with BYU and Utah since 21, so this feels a little bigger because of that. Obviously, you're playing great. They're a top 50 team. This is a quad one game on the road. What kind of opportunity is it to go and finally play in front of somebody else's fans? Right. It's, uh, it's the biggest game we've played this year, and that's how we try and approach every game that's next on the schedule. Um, we feel ready. We feel prepared. Our coaches do an excellent job, and we see it just as that, an opportunity. Like every game we try and approach as – um, kind of the hunters, like we don't have anything to lose. Um, we're going in to, to focus on what makes us special and not worry about anything that anybody else is doing, and we try and handle our business. What's the 30-second scouting report on Utah basketball? Uh, they're one of the tallest teams in the country, so they got a lot of length. They play physical. They got some shooters, um, and they play together. And so they are kind of similar to us in those aspects. 
Um, so we're going to try and make sure that we're excellent in transition defense, winning the combat zone, which is kind of what we term inside the three, and then being the more physical, tougher team for 40 minutes. Guard your yard, right? Guard your yard, baby. The combat <laughs> zone. I like that. Our combat zone is the desk over there. Um, <laughs> la last year, you had 8.6 boards, five assists. You had a huge three in the final minutes. What did that do for your confidence going into now game two against Utah, this time on the road? Um, you know, it helps just to have some experience against the team. Uh, for me, like, my confidence isn't super based on um, outcomes or things. It's like the work that I've put in and, and the training and the belief that my teammates have in me. Um, and so I try and approach each game the same, but obviously it helps to have played them and know a little bit what they're about. You got a little excited here. <laughs> First time in that rivalry game. Definitely an exciting. Thing. The the <laughs> Royal versus Crimson clash of jerseys looks so good. Yeah, like it's this, it's how it is. You guys are wearing Royal tomorrow, I assume. Like you always do. It's gonna be fun, man. But just when fun. I see those two, it's just like mm. just a classic. I just go like yeah. this, like yes. you. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Down, you're a very composed, dude, and for sure the Utah student section and their fans are gonna be bringing it because. They should. BYU's a top 15 team. Like, you come in with a lot of swagger and confidence. How do you approach a hostile environment when, when you know that's going to happen? How do you handle that mentally? Uh, for me personally, like, it's just about focusing on what makes us as a team special. There's a lot of emotions with these kind of games, these in-state rivalries, and it's easy to kind of just, like, not direct those emotions, if that makes sense. And so for me and a, as a team, we're really just trying to put that energy into what's made us special so far this year and kind of directing it and channeling it. And so that's the goal headed into this game. Bill Walton's on the call on the Pac-12 Network. Have you met Bill before? I've never met Bill. You're going to meet Bill. I, I assume he's going to go to shoot around and everything. <laughs> uh, what question would you ask Bill if, if you could tomorrow? Um, maybe... I don't know. What's how, your favorite Grateful how Dead song? Topic he'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. Just how off topic Dude, are you going give, to take this? Give him one? like a random fact about you, and it may not even be true, yeah, and just see what happens. <laughs> you should do your Korg impersonation from yeah, him. Although I doubt he's seen the movie, but. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have to pull it out. Dallin Hall is with us on BYU Sports Nation as we preview BYU and Utah. You'll go into the game ranked number one in the primary sorting tool for the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. Which is height. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's Utah, like I said, right. number one. I know it's very early, but what does something like that mean? How, at this point of the season, how would you quantify how validating something like that is? Uh, I think it's validating to, like in the aspect of, we see where our hard work has led and it's paid off and then it's something we have in our pocket. Uh, it's definitely not something that we're trying to like hold on to with desperation. Our goal is just to do what makes us special and if that leads to us being number one, um, that's awesome. Obviously it doesn't mean a ton at this point in the season and so we're just going to keep approaching each game as, you know, with that same mindset that we have no matter what the ranking is. Have you played on a team this connected and this confident of each other? Because it feels like no matter who's getting a shot up, you're confident that that shot is going in and that it is the right shot? Right. No, this is special. Uh, I've played on a lot of great teams. My high school team was awesome. Um, but just like the caliber of players that I'm surrounded with, uh, the confidence that each of them has in themselves and in this team, 
it's special and it's fun to see how we keep meshing and the exciting part is we still have a bunch of room to get better and so I think that's important we don't get complacent we continue to stay hungry and stay humble sure and I love that part of it we were talking earlier about this team is not dependent on one two or even three people doing something every night if if Noah only scores three points against Fresno State, you still win by 29 because he's rebounding, playing great defense. And Jackson Spencer have career highs. Like, you're not contingent on, well, shoot, if this guy goes down, Foose is hurt, other guys step up, right? It's been unique that way. Did you know in preseason that it would manifest itself in this way? Or did you need the games to happen to be like, okay, now we know what we are? Or, or do you need more games to kind of know what you are? Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like, especially with the injuries, uh, trying to find our identity, I do feel like we have a good idea of what makes us a special team. Um, and that did kind of happen as a process with time and with games. And I think that we can still find a little bit more of ourselves as time goes on. You know, Dawson Baker's coming back. Um, we're hoping Foose is working every day to get back. And so we're excited to see what kind of team that we can ultimately become. But... We all knew at the start of the season, like there's a Jalen Hurts quote that Tanner Hayhurst shared with us before one game, and it's like, we had a purpose long before they had an opinion. Mm. And so now everyone has an opinion about us, but it's just noise. Like we had a purpose, um, and we knew what we were capable of, and so we believed that from the jump, and we're not going to let you know, the noise change that belief. Ali Khalifa, speaking of Foose and stepping up for injured players, and being and playing a huge role. He's one of those guys that does that. I asked him after the win uh, earlier this week against Evansville, okay, what's, what's the secret sauce here? And he very quickly said, this is the most unselfish team I've ever been on. Like that, it, straight up, they just, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And so how do you see that unselfish nature of the team? And, and in your opinion, how does that manifest itself on and off the floor? Right. Well, Ali is a great person to hear that from because, like, he embodies unselfishness. Like, it's awesome to, that you guys got that from him because he's always looking to make his teammates better. I mean, it's, a, it's obvious with the way he passes and the way he approaches the game. And I think that's the same. Like, everyone's just looking for the best shot that we can get as a team. And um, we do, like, we play for each other. And I think a big part of that is we had this uh, – trip to Europe this offseason where we really came together and bonded and then we spend a ton of time together whether that's playing like Super Smash Mario Bros um, <laughs> or just hanging out grabbing food like we're we're together a bunch and we have a good time and and so I think all those things have kind of blended together to make it where it doesn't matter who has the career night or who has the success as long as we're playing together and the result is a win that's what we're striving for and the fact that the leading score is coming off the bench epitomizes that last question lord of the rings season to watch for me is typically december when they came out it just <laughs> feels like it. is that the case for you as well you're a big lord of the rings guy i am too. a big guy i actually heard that you'll like sit down and watch all of all three in one day is Whoa. the goal that's crazy. now that i have like kids and stuff it's harder like we have stuff to <laughs> do maybe it's like three like three i'm like come down and watch or not yeah i'm covering their face on certain parts but um is december the time to watch lord of the rings for you uh we'll see i got a roommate tanner hayhurst that's still coming around mm. so okay i'm i'm trying hard to hey, get him to watch one him. call down on there I know, yeah i'll let you know extended of course we might have to split them up over a yeah well you're a little busy <laughs> i would say you're busier than we are right now but yeah 
Okay, uh, we're, we're giving you as much karma as we can possibly muster up from our seats here to take on the road to Salt Lake City for a real, again, opportunity, yeah, huge gonna challenge. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Um, I need you to say a quick sentence in your Korg impersonation. <laughs> and include, just include Go Cougars. Okay. Hey, man, we got Utah this week. We hope you can all make it out. Go Cougs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Never disappoints. <laughs> Dallin, thanks for being here. Thanks, Dallin. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thanks for having me. Women's Hoops playing tomorrow as well. Tomorrow, uh, 4 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio. Big game for the Cougars against Boise State. Spence and Kristen on the call. Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus. After the break, what a win at Utah. Help BYU men's basketball crack the top 10 in Monday's AP poll. We'll discuss that and expectations for Zach Wilson as he once again takes over as starting quarterback in New York. Here's to you, Zach. This is BYU Sports Nation. Taika Watiti over here. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to the show. You can follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Yes. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out your Friday headlines. Number 14 men's hoops plays at Utah tomorrow in Salt Lake City. First true road game of the season for BYU, only in non-conference play. Yes. As BYU looks to go 9-0. BYU's won the last three meetings. Free game coverage, 6 Eastern on BYU Radio. The game is on Pac-12 Network. Good luck fighting it. 7-2 BYU women's basketball will host Boise State tomorrow at Let's the go. Marriott Center. The Cougars fresh off a win over another Mountain West team in Utah State that snapped a two-game losing streak. Now they'll try and make it two wins in a row with the Broncos at the Marriott Center for Eastern. You can watch it live courtesy Big 12 now on ESPN Plus or listen on BYU Radio. Running back Miles Davis has entered the transfer portal with two years of eligibility remaining. He's the sixth BYU player to enter the portal this cycle. Cougars in the NFL news now, beginning with Zach Wilson, who will once again get the start. Robert Sala's head coach says, Zach gives us the best chance to win as they host the Texans, who are a pretty good team. Fred Warner and the Red Hot 49ers host Jerem Seahawks. Yeah. Puka Nakua and the LA Rams take on Kyle Van Noy and the Baltimore Ravens. Fun BYU matchup there. And Tyler Algier and the Falcons face divisional foe Tampa Bay. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Daniel Sorensen and the Saints play the Panthers. Jaron Hall, Kairos Tonga and the Vikings play the Raiders. Sione Takitaki and the Browns host the Jaguars. Blake Freeland and the Colts play the Bengals. Mm -hmm. And Michael Davis and the Chargers play the Broncos. Jimmer Fredette helps Team Miami win two games yesterday at the three-on-three -three World Tour event in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. He has been world, all his over the world. Legit. Weren't they just in Santiago, Chile? Like a few weeks ago? Like, yeah. These are crazy distances. Yeah. So yeah, no, and then everywhere. you're Saudi Arabia. Yeah, no, he's everywhere. Jimmer and Team Miami continuing pool play today before the tournament The tournament begins on Saturday. Uh, by the way, he's playing right now. So good luck to Jimmer as he hoists up those three-pointers. Absolutely. And men and women's indoor track and field hosting the BYU December Invitational, a December to remember sales event, if you will. Uh, that begins today and tomorrow ba -da, at the Smithfield. Ba -da, ba -da, ba -da, have, you, have you seen? Ba -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> Have you seen the SNL skit yes. about the car, but the wife is mad? Oh, so good. About it. Yes. He borrows money from his neighbor to buy the car yes. that she doesn't want. Also, does anybody <laughs> actually gift a huge ribbon over a car? Without having talked to your spouse oh, already? Come on. That's a different tax bracket from you and I, I think. <laughs> Those are today's headlines. Now we whip it.
Cougar Whip Round presented by Marist e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Oh yeah. I thought you were doing the song from uh, Home Alone. Okay. <laughs> Tomorrow's the second game without Nani Falatea for women's hoops. What are you expecting against Boise State? Uh, BYU was kind of in a fog against Utah State, understandably, yeah. because they found out in the wee hours of the morning yes. on the day of the Utah State game, and then yep. it all kind of came to fruition. Everybody got very limited sleep. BYU will have more energy. They've had a little bit more time to process this. Yep. They're going to play better against Boise State than they did against Utah State. And frankly, yep. the fact that they beat the Aggies, given everything that happened that day, yep. just it was one of those scenarios you just got to win. They'll look just better tomorrow win. against Boise State. Yeah, it's hard on those kind of days. Like, uh, the only thing I can compare it to, it's not a straight comp, but just an emotional day. It's like when Brandon Davies' news came out, your loss to New Mexico, it's hard to overcome that. Yes. And now you play Boise State, For sure. who's 7-2. and two. Like, it, it's a big game. So hopefully BYU comes out and uh, responds well. All right, we have something brewing in the AP poll because the 9th-ranked, 11th-ranked, and 12th-ranked teams, all teams just above 14th-ranked BYU, have lost this week. Hmm. So if BYU wins on the road at Utah in a quad one game, Will BYU crack the top 10 in Monday's AP poll? Absolutely could. Why not? I think they'll be right at number 10 if they win at Utah. They will be awesome. number 10. Would beating Utah be the best men's hoops win to date? Yes, because it's on the road. And Utah, like in the Ken Pomeroy Index and in the net rankings, pretty good, Jerem. I know that San Diego State has the best metrics per se, but that game was in Provo. This is a quad one game on the road. That usurps the home win over San Diego State. Depends how big of a difference to me in net ranking there is. And right now it's 23 spots, San Diego State ahead of. So I would say San Diego State's still better. Um, and Ken Palm is 11 spots. But the emotional part of that, the road part, I can see the argument for either. It'd be two good wins, don't get me wrong. NC State's another good win. Arizona State's another good win. Evansville's another good win. So yeah, Evansville's quad three at home. I yeah. know it's not as good, but those are nice. There's the name brand and then there's the actual quad, right? Yeah, get a, get another quad one win. Because guess what? You're going to play a lot of these types of games yeah. in the Big 12. Is this an A-level game on the Ken Palm Index? It was I would B think before, so. but now I think it might have been elevated to A. I can tell you Not right look. now. Okay, it is A. It's an A. It is A. Is it the only A game that In non-conference? Yes. Yes. So there you go. Uh, San Diego State is a B because home. But national runner-up, don't forget. Yeah. yeah. Right? But let us not forget that they played UConn in the national championship yeah. last let year. Let us not. What's your favorite moment from the BYU-Utah basketball rivalry? 2009-10 season in the pink jerseys at home, taking on Utah. Marshall Henderson punches, uh, swings <laughs> at Jackson Emery. Loaded team with Jim Fredette, Jackson, JT, Tyler Haas, and so on. BYU won by 13. That was a great day. Tyler had a teeth-grinding dunk yes, in the first half. Yes. Like That was a great game. Holy cow. Can I just share three? Uh, one. Uh, three. Let's go. The teeth-grinding dunk by Yoli Childs at the Delta Center against Utah about six years ago. Like, was it that long oh, ago? Oh my gosh, maybe it was only five, but still, like that was unbelievable. So awesome. Okay, so there's that memory. Jimmer Fredette hitting from half court at Utah to score 32 points in the first half. I got, I got like, I was in Palm Springs. I got like 20 text messages yeah. the moment that happened. I'm under the, I'm under the basket shooting right there. <laughs> that was, Unreal. Apparently, Utah, I didn't shoot very well. We're not Utah showing played it. like a pretty good first half. Yeah. And Jim and, and, and Stone Cold. Right there, just yeah. Okay. So there, there is that one as well. That that's just so good. And then this is off the radar. Robbie Reed. 
Oh, yeah, also yeah, yeah. in Salt yeah, yeah. Lake City 94. in the early 90s yeah. as a true freshman at BYU. Hits like a 27-foot three-pointer. To Jackson Robinson, that's like Dagger. a Dagger. Yeah. Dagger to beat Utah. That was awesome. In the Huntsman Center. There have been some good ones. Uh, yeah, that, many, many good ones. At Utah Forest posted this image of Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, <laughs> together with the caption, literally every one of my mission photos. Is this what your mission photos look like? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, typically I would do that pose in front of like a funny misspelled sign in Korea. Like, like when they, so <laughs> there are many funny signs that we saw. Uh, one of them had, it's, you know, it's, it showed like a, a handicap accessible bathroom, right? Okay. But under it said foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. What are you trying it. to say here? Come on. Uh, up next, how true blue hero Cash Cottle is using his love of sports to help see himself through surgeries and treatments. This is great stuff. Cash is awesome. Don't go anywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. It's time now to turn our attention to another incredible deep blue story, this time featuring true blue hero Cash Cottle. After being sidelined with a brain tumor, Cash's love for sports helped see him through so many surgeries and treatments and adversity. That fight helped him find a way back onto the field, doing what he loves to do, and that is play ball. This is Deep Blue. Cash Cottle, take one. Can you tell me a little bit about what your life was like before? I had a baseball team and a, a basketball team. And I started feeling sick and not feeling good. He would get sick to his stomach and have headaches, but it would only last a couple hours. And then, I mean, he would throw up, and then an hour later, he'd be eating a burrito. We took him in, and they thought it was strep, because he tested positive for strep. But then the antibiotics didn't do anything, and so that's when we took him in again. And it was a good thing we did. <laughs> I was in a hospital room, and it was my mom with me and my dad. I was, like, really scared and didn't know what was going to happen. We got in there with the doctor, and he explained to us that they saw a mass on his head from the CT, and things just happened really fast from there. It was, we're ambulance into primary children's today, um, which was pretty scary because, you know, it goes from, hey, he's got a, a mass on his head to, this has to happen now. <laughs> so your head wanders and you think the worst. You're not expecting them to say your kid has a brain tumor. Like, yeah, there's a million questions right now. It was more just kind of trying to stay okay for cash. You know, to happen that fast, <sighs> you're no more kid that's functional and cognitive and can talk and they kind of go through those risks with you and you're like, this happened like in, within 12 hours from nothing going on, not knowing anything to now we're gonna put them through surgery and. You just don't know if the kid that you just sent into surgery is gonna be the same as when he comes out. Maybe the next day when he could kind of get up and go to the bathroom and just kind of see himself in the mirror I mean, he's swole up, 
and <clears throat> I mean, it's not a big deal. It's your kid. You don't care how they look or what. You, know, you could just see it on his face. You know, he looked different, a lot different. And I think maybe that hit him then, how serious it was. After the surgery, he did really well. I mean, they thought we'd be there like maybe like 10 days, and he was out at seven days in the hospital. Were you worried about not playing sports when all this was going on? Yeah, I just like missed it and wanted to go back to it and get playing again and feeling better. Cash's treatment plan was 30 treatments of radiation, and then he has six months of chemo. They feel like they got the whole tumor, and so all the scans that they keep doing are just to make sure that there's nothing new growing, and so far there's been nothing. We've been positive, but he's exceeded everybody's expectations. I mean, even with sports, you know, he has brain surgery, I mean, that's crazy serious. And it was 28 days after he had brain surgery, he pitched in the baseball game and he had a seven on seven padded helmet that he wore, just unbelievable, I think. And I mean, it was crazy even that the game, because a lot of people by then knew Cash's situation. And yeah, it was an inspiration. I remember he couldn't run for, I think, six weeks. And so he would hit, but he kind of speed walked to base family, but the community sport, even sports in general, just the closeness and the bond that helped build around Cash was awesome. He loves football, so I think it was cool for him to see, like, go through the tour. We went in the locker room and watched their practice, and they came out and ran and was, were saying my name. baby we're happy to have you we love you all of us here love you um we saw your story this morning everyone did and i think uh you gained a lot of brothers that you don't have right now we have about 120 brothers that are with you now and we're just here and we're we're happy to support you throughout this whole thing that you're going through right now he's tougher than he ever thought he was we have made it through most of his treatments, so he only has three more. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I hope he's learned that he can make it through this. He can make it through anything. What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to work at the hospital and be a nurse, a chemo nurse. I mean, Cash is my boy. Like. He's my inspiration, and if I can't really put it into words, it's just, he's my boy. What do you think you'll learn from all of this? I'll learn that it's good to be confident and knowing you can do it, and that'll help you get through it.
Hey, you got two more brothers with you, Cash. Let's go. If you miss any deep blues like that one, interviews, trending topics, other BYU Sports Nation content, you can find it on BYUSN.com and the free BYU TV app. So, so good. After the break, which animal on the Pope Show gets today's rice shout-out? There's only one, but it's not just any animal. You didn't see it. Stay with us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. You can download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, if BYU men's basketball beats Utah in Salt Lake City tomorrow and starts the season 9-0, would that fill the void? Of no bowl game for BYU football. Not Healing for me. Healing balm, ointment. Not for me. It's, it's nice, but it doesn't fill okay. that void, no. Ben Cook on Instagram says, of course! The football season is behind us. Basketball, this basketball team is legit, and it's BYU's turn to eat. Use down, baby. Hey, Vic Soto and Grace. <laughs> Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated from Steve the Wote on X says, as long as BYU beats Utah in basketball, my life purposes have been fulfilled, so yes. Life purposes? <laughs> it's because they haven't played football in two years. It just feels bigger. And BYU is yeah. so good and ranked, and there's it's, a ton on the line. It is a weightier game for sure. Yes. Yeah. All right, today's rise and shout-out is out of my Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Last night, Trevor Nell was on the program, the Pope Show, and he brought Theo, he and Tatum's new puppy. And Theo is oh, cute. Oh, I was fully expecting Pio to, uh, Theo to urinate on said <laughs> Pope show, but it, he did not, which was a win. But um, I'm surprised Trevin didn't bring like a puppy pad with him for sure. Maybe Tatum had it in the crowd. Um, <laughs> she did bring one of his chew toys. But uh, listen, listen uh, Theo's cute, dog. man. That's such a cute dog. I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's awesome. No food or drink in there, but pets allowed. That's great television, Apparently. people. That's right awesome. there. Great Very television. Very nice. Our thanks to today's guest, Dallin Hall, who was part of great television here in Studio B as well. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. You were never one of the most two efficient duos in college basketball. Ooh, was he part of the most efficient duo in college football, though? That's not what I said. <laughs> or Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to John Fish on that 94 BYU men's basketball team that won in Salt Lake City. Go Cougs! Beat the Utes!